Thank you, Jesus. If you've got your Bibles, would you turn with me to Revelations 12, please? And we'll stand for the reading of God's Word. I'll read the Scriptures. We're going to read Revelations 12, 10, 11, and 12. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him. Who's him? That's the devil, friends. But they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word. Here tonight, friends, by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Father, we thank you tonight for Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you come in to this sin-sick world. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you defeated death, hell, and the grave, and you rose victorious. And Lord, I just want to preach Jesus tonight. Lord, I want to preach Jesus into many hearts tonight, Lord God. And Lord, I pray for the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Lord, that you would arrest every heart. That you would arrest every mind, O God. Lord, I pray for the conviction of the Holy Ghost in this hall tonight, O God. Lord, I pray that Jesus would be spoken here tonight, Lord. And Lord, that your name would be glorified and your name would be magnified. Giving you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they overcame him. Friends, that's the devil. That's the enemy. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. You know the song said there, I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and over every mind because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus. You know, friend, words, words can have an effect. Words can have an effect. They can have an effect on the person who's saying them or, or have an effect on the persons or persons they're being said to. You know, once you speak a word, once you speak a word out of your mouth, then you can't get it back. It's gone. You can't go and gather those words up again and, and, and hide them in a box, no. But once a word has been said, it's been said. It's been said. It's out there. You, you can't go and retrieve your words back again. Now they might fall in deaf ears. But more than likely they won't. Now we've got text messaging, haven't we, on our, 
on our phones. And for some, it's a lot easier to say something by text than to speak face to face. But you know, even that's got a lot of people into trouble, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Oh, I didn't mean to send that message. I hope he or she didn't get that message. And you're looking into the air in sheer panic, trying to grab the words back again. But friends, it's gone. The words are gone. And you're left wondering, how am I going to delete this message? How am I going to remove this message? Friends, what we say, what we speak can have a devastating, can have devastating consequences on countless lives. On the flip side of that, what we speak or what we say can bring comfort and it can bring peace into many lives. You know, the Word of God, the Bible has a lot to say about our words, about what we speak, and about the use of our tongue. Proverbs 18 and 12 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Proverbs 15 and 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word, a harsh word, it stirs up anger. Proverbs 16 and 24 says, Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Proverbs 15 and 4 says, A gentle tongue, a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Psalm 19 and 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, may they be acceptable in thy sight, O God, my strength. And my Redeemer. Colossians 4 and 6 says, Let your speech always be seasoned with salt, so that they may know how to, how to, ought to answer each person. And finally, Jesus says in Matthew 4 and 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Friends, there's life. There's life when we speak the words of God. There's life when we speak Jesus. Bring Jesus into your conversations and you bring life. You bring life. And you know, friends, that's ultimately, that's ultimately where life comes from. And I'm talking about spiritual life here. Life comes when we start speaking the word of God. When we start speaking about that lovely name of Jesus. You know, we can never speak enough we can never speak enough about that lovely name of Jesus. Think about it, friends. Just think for a moment. Think about all the words that we say every day. Think about it. Truthfully, and I can only speak for myself here, but a lot of the words that I speak, they're, they're non-consequential, meaningless. And you know, friends, sometimes I talk to your other rubbish. Lord, help me. Help me to speak Jesus. Help me to speak Jesus every day. Friends, think about all the words that have been said over these last two years about this virus, this pandemic, what this side says and that side says. You could probably fill a whole library and more about all the words that have been spoken about it. But friends, truthfully, a lot of it's been nonsense. I mean, I include myself in that. A lot of it's been nonsense. 
But if we had spoke more about Jesus, then maybe we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in now. And friends, I'm talking about the church worldwide. For you see, his name, Jesus' name is power. His name is mighty. His name brings life. You know, friends, we could never, ever speak enough about that name of Jesus. You know, a study was done last year, 2020, that said the average person speaks about 7,000 words a day. 7,000 words a day. Women would tend to speak a bit more, men a bit less. I'm not saying anything. (laughs) I know I'm in crocodile water here, but... But some studies have even said that some women would speak 40,000 words a day. And some men would speak around 20,000 words a day. You know, I was just thinking about that. I wonder, does that include talking in your sleep? Because Patricia says that I talk in my sleep. But she says, it doesn't make any sense. I says, what's new? What's new? But friends, hear me, I'm being serious here tonight. When I say that women speak 40,000 words a day, friends, that doesn't surprise me. Because in here, and I'm talking about this house, this church, because in here we've got a lot of praying women. We do. All right, Timothy? We've a lot of praying women who bombard the throne of grace day in. And day out for a lost and a dying world. Oh, that we would speak more words about Jesus and talking to Christ than talking to each other. But in the multitude of all the words that we speak every day, would you say that your words have a positive effect or a negative effect on those around you? Whether that be in your home or in the workplace or in the schoolhouse or or out up at the shops, or out in the streets. Doesn't matter where. But does your words have an effect spiritually? You know, friends, words have the power to bring life or to bring death. You know, a well-known preacher once said this. Be careful what you say. For you can say something hurtful in ten seconds. But 10 years later, the wounds are still there. You hear that tonight? Be careful what you say. For you can say something hurtful in 10 seconds. But 10 years later, the wounds are still there. How many times have I seen that? You know, it was the words of Adolf Hitler that started the Second World War and millions died. Millions died. And... Right down through the centuries, right down through the eons of time, words have caused death, mayhem, and destruction. As I said, you look at Hitler, you look at Stalin, you look at Pol Pot, you look at Hirohito from Japan, you look at all those great dictators from all over the world down through the the centuries of time. And even some who were not dictators, but spoke words, but spoke words, I mean, think of even in our own government, in parliament, out in our own streets. They spoke words 
and they cause men to do some horrendous actions. Is that not right? Please, Lord, I need you to be honest. With you. And that's on both sides. That's on both sides. Hard speeches. Hard words. Friends, that's all you seem to hear now, isn't it? You turn your TV on, you turn your radio on, you turn your phone on, whatever you're listening. Hard speeches. Hard words. But friends, I want to tell you of one tonight whose words are like ointment poured forth. He spoke and the very words came into being. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, he that believeth in me, yet were he dead, but yet shall he live. And whosoever believeth and liveth and believeth on me shall never, ever die. Friends, never a man, never a man speak like this man. You know, the total number of words Jesus spoke in the Gospels was 31,426. They said if you were to, if you were to read the word, the actual words, the actual words of Jesus aloud, it would take you four hours. But you know, friends, it's much more than that. It's much more than that. It's much more than 31,426 words. It's much more than reading his words for four hours. For you see, friends, there's power in the words of Jesus. There's deliverance in the words of Jesus. There's freedom in the words of Jesus. There's victory in the words of Jesus. And friends, there's healing in the words of Jesus. Friends, when Jesus spoke, then things changed. Hear me tonight. When Jesus spoke, then things changed. In John 4, he spoke to the woman at the well. And she ran back to the city and told the people, Come see a man. Come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. And friends, our life was never going to be the same again. He went to the grave of, of Lazarus and spake his name and, and called Lazarus. And Lazarus came forth, bound hand and foot with his grave clothes on. I would dare say if he hadn't mentioned Lazarus' name and just said, come forth, then the whole graveyard would have come forth. When he went to the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs who were exceeding fierce. But he spoke the word. He spoke the word and commanded the demons to go. And they went into a herd of swine and, and into the sea and drowned. And the men were set free. Friends, hear me tonight. When Jesus comes, when Jesus speaks, the tempter's power is broken. Even the devil had to submit to his word. For Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And you know, friends, you and I, you and I who are born again, we are Christ's representatives on this earth. He has given us authority, authority to speak in his name. To speak in his name. Did he not tell his followers to go out into all the world and preach the good news of the gospel? He gave us authority to speak in his name. You know, whenever Timothy and myself and a few other men went to India in 2001. I didn't know what to expect. We were going to speak about Jesus. Open our crusades were organized. Church meetings were organized. Trips into outlying villages were organized. We were going to speak to the Mangs. Isn't it the Mangs? The Mangs are the lowest caste. There's a caste system in India. You know, of people 
the minds of the lowest caste system. They're looked upon even lower than the dogs. The dogs are thought more highly than these people, the mangs. And as I said, I didn't really know what to expect. But I'll tell you something, friends, it blew me away. It blew me away. For you see, I wasn't really expecting it to be as so demonic as it was. But it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot. For you see, I needed to be read up and I needed to be prayed up. What do I mean by that? Well, I needed to know God's word. And I needed the power of God to face what we were facing. Friends, hear me tonight. You can't speak to a demon if you're not read up and you're not prayed up. You can't command a demon to go if you're speaking in the flesh. You asked Timothy tonight. We faced demons. Literally, we faced demons coming out of young men and young women who, and this is fact, they were hissing at us, they were spitting at us, they were growling at us, and some of them even had the strength to tell We couldn't even hold them down to pray for them. But you know, see when we took authority in Jesus' name, see when we had a boldness to speak Jesus, and to speak speak his word, then the demons had to flee. And friends, we saw a lot of those young men and young women coming to full deliverance and coming to a full salvation in Christ. Friends, I'll be honest with you tonight. When I started speaking the name of Jesus and quoting his word, every fear and every inhibition had left me. I mean, we were going into villages, mud huts, Manure for their living room floor. The sewage was running down the middle of the streets. No sanitation, nothing. Kids running about half starved, naked. No clothes on. Crying. Crying because they've never seen white men before with tattoos. Isn't that right? Coming up there and rubbing our, our skin and looking, coming right up and looking straight into your eyes. People coming up there with leprosy. And we're laying our hands on them. We're laying our hands on them, praying for them, speaking the word of God over them. Friends, when we speak Jesus, when we speak Jesus, then things happen. Things change. Not only to the world that's around you, but within yourself. Within yourself. A boldness comes. A faith comes. A thus saith the Lord comes. You know, you look at the apostle Peter. He denied his Lord three times. He ran and he hid. And he went back to his fishing. But when he had an encounter with the risen Lord, his life turned around. In Acts 3, when Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, they met the lame man at the gate. And when Peter fastened his eyes upon him, he spoke to the lame man. He spoke to this lame man and said, Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You know, friends, Peter took authority. He took authority and he spoke Jesus into that lame man's life. And the man rose up and walked. In fact, it says, he leaping up, he leaping up and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping 
and praising God. Peter took Jesus at his word. For you see, Jesus spoke to his disciples in Mark 16, 17 and 18, before he was received up into heaven. And he said these words, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Friends, the miracle was accomplished through faith in the name of Jesus Christ. When Peter spoke Jesus into that situation, the man was healed. The man was healed. Friends, there's power. Hear me tonight. There's power in the name of Jesus. You know, I like what F.B. Murr said, but he said about this, this miracle at the beautiful gate. He said this, the gate was beautiful, but it could not heal. More is needed than beauty or art. We may have neither the silver of profound intellect, nor the golden speech of Christendom, but we must see that we have something to give to a paralyzed and perishing world. Let us so move amongst men as to lead them to expect that we have something to give and then give them Jesus. And then give them Jesus. Church, when we speak Jesus, then things happen. Things change. You know, if you move into, if we move into Acts 4, we see Peter and John being brought before the council, brought before the high priest. And they are asked, by what power or by what authority or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, saith unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto all and to all Israel that by the name of Jesus, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name. Hear it tonight, friends. None other name under heaven, given among men, whereby ye must be saved. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned, unlearned and ignorant men, they, it says that they marveled. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they'd been with Jesus. Friends, there is a name. There is a name that when it is mentioned, even the greatest intellects of this world will marvel. They will marvel and be confounded. A name that no one will ever be able to resist. A name that when it is spoken, even the demons have to flee. And friends, that name is Jesus. That name. Oh, how I love the Savior's name, the sweetest name on earth. Jesus, his name is Jesus. Jesus, sad hearts weep no more. He can heal the brokenhearted, open wide the prison doors. He is able, friends, he is able to deliver evermore. Jesus, the sweetest name I know, it soothes and it calms all fears. You know, Billy Sunday said this, there are 256 names given in the Bible for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I suppose this was because he was infinitely beyond all that any one name could express. John Henry Newman said this, To holy people, the very name of Jesus is a name to feed upon. A name to feed upon. A name to transport. His name can raise the dead and transfigure and beautify the living. 
And Curtis Hudson said this, our lifestyle, language, attitudes and manner of dress reflect. They reflect on his name. He leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name's sake. And friends, hear me tonight, you can have your name in lights. You can have your name on the biggest billboard you can get. You can have your name flying from the from from the from the, the, the jet planes that fly across our skies. But hear me tonight, there's no other name. There's no other name that can't compare with the name of Jesus. Peter and John spoke the name of Jesus right into the heart, right into the heart of that council, and Caiaphas and the rest of those leaders had no answer to it. They had no answer, no answer to the name of Jesus. Well, friends, our answer was to threaten them. Their answer was to threaten them and command them not to speak anymore, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But what was Peter and John's response to this? What was their answer back? Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. You know, the council, that Sanhedrin council, wanted wanted to stop them speaking the name of Jesus. They wanted to stop them testifying of the great healings that he's done in Jesus' name. They wanted to stop them spreading the miraculous news that Jesus heals. It's as if the healing of this lame man was the start of a plague, the start of a plague that had, that had begun, and the contagion must be stopped. But friends, how futile, how futile, and how ridiculous this was. For you see, God will have the knowledge of Christ spread all over the world. And man with all his fanciful ideas, all his laws and all his regulations will never stop the spread of Jesus. He will never be able to stop the mention of that lovely name of Jesus. You know, friends, they can bring in all their laws, can't they? They can bring in all their laws. They can bring in all their mandates. They can do whatever they want, but they'll never, ever, ever be able to stop God's people speaking the name of Jesus. I shout Jesus in the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness, over every enemy, Jesus for my family. Friends, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Friends, he healed me. He healed me of a mass cancerous tumor three years ago. Tumor in my stomach. Doctor said there was little hope for me. But friends, God stepped in. Jesus stepped in and he touched me and he healed me. How could I ever stop speaking about that name of Jesus for what he's done, done for me? But you know, see even more than that. See even more than that. He saved my soul. He delivered me out of the pit of hell. Friends, I was a drunkard. I was a bitter man. I was a hater. I was a bigot. I was a rebel. But friends, God in his mercy, Jesus come down to where I was. Where was I? I was lying in Beaver Drive. I was lying drunk out of my mind in Beaver Drive, 1989. And Jesus came into my life. And friends, he saved me. He saved me. My mate said, Stephen, you'll be down the bar next Friday. That was 31 years ago. Friends, that was 31 years ago. Friends, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus can save a sinner 
from me. If he can save me, I'll tell you he can save anybody. Because I was probably the chief of sinners. For you see, friends, this Jesus that I'm talking about, this Jesus that I'm talking about, he came from heaven to earth to die on a cruel cross at Calvary. It's there he would have a crown of thorns pushed into his head. It's there that he would have nails driven into his hands and into his feet. It's there that a sword would pierce his side and his own blood would flow out. It's there, friends, that on that cross that Jesus suffered and that he died for all of mankind. But let me tell you, friends, the story doesn't end there. The story doesn't end there because three days later he rose victorious. He rose victorious over the grave. He defeated the grave, death, hell, and the grave. He defeated every power and every principality. He defeated the power of the devil. And he's now seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. For at the name of Jesus, every demon has to flee. And every stronghold will be thrown down. Friends, there's no other name. No other name like the name of Jesus. You know, it pains me. It pains me when I hear the name of Jesus being used as a curse word. Isn't that right, doesn't it? You hear it all the time. It pains me when I hear the name of Jesus being blasphemed and being abused. Friends, it's a lovely, lovely name. The name of Jesus. There's healing in that name. There's salvation in that name. There's deliverance in that name. There's victory in that name. I speak Jesus. I speak the holy name. Of Jesus. Matthew 1 and 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Friends, hear me clearly tonight. The name of Muhammad can't save you. The name of Buddha can't save you. The name of Allah can't save you. The name of Hare Krishna can't save you. No, friends, none of them can save you. They're all dead and in the grave. For there's no other name under heaven given amongst men, whereby ye must be saved. And friends, that name is Jesus. That name, that name is Jesus. Friend, if you're in this house tonight and you're not saved, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior. If you're watching online tonight and you don't know this, this man that I'm talking about tonight, this man, Jesus, then friends, I urge you, call upon that name right now. Call upon that name night now. And the Bible says you will, you shall be saved. Friends, it's time. It's time to call on Jesus. Peter and John spoke Jesus and the lame mom was made whole. Caphas and all the council tried to shut them down. They tried to shut them down from speaking the name of Jesus, but they couldn't. They couldn't. And you know, friends, it may not be too long before they try and shut us down. It may not be too long before they try and shut us down. They try and stop us from speaking the name of Jesus. You know, friends, it's a distinct possibility. Never you may say, never, 
But friends, who knows? Who knows what way things are going to go? Many here in the, the, the ruling power of this world, in governments, in all the high places, friends, many of those people are controlled by the devil and they hate the name of Jesus. They hate the mention of that name of Jesus. And they will do anything to stop that name of Jesus being mentioned. You know, I think it's already happening in some parts of the world that you're not allowed to mention the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we're living in dark days. Aren't we? We're living in dark days. We're living in evil days. We're living in unprecedented days. We're living in strange days. Days in which we've never seen before. Friends, we're living in the last day. Do you hear me tonight? We're living in the last days. And as I've heard so many times before, it's not going to get any better. So what do we do as the people of God? What do you and I do as the people of God? Friends, we need to more and more start speaking the name of Jesus. Start calling upon that name of Jesus. As the song says, speak Jesus in the mountains. Speak Jesus in the streets. Speak Jesus over our families. Speak Jesus over every enemy. Friends, we need to speak that holy name of Jesus. As I said, things happen. Things happen when we speak the name of Jesus. Peter and John spoke Jesus and 5,000 men were saved. Saved 5,000 men in one day. You know, if that was to happen today, we would, we would say we, were, we would be in revival. Is that not right? We were in revival. But you know, friends, it can't happen today. It can't happen today. We just need to speak Jesus. We just need to call out to Jesus and let him do the work. When men and women and young people start speaking Jesus, then friends, our world can be turned upside down. That's what happened when 120 left that upper room. They spoke Jesus without fear and without favor. They didn't speak doctrines. They didn't speak the law. But they spoke Jesus and the world was turned upside down. Never to be the same again. Church, we need to speak Jesus. As I come to a close tonight, we need to speak Jesus. For he's the only hope in this world. 